at Heatwave 1999. And here we are, Sports Arena, it's Extreme Rewind, and we are back at that wave. You've got myself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. What's happening, Jay? Well, we're talking about Heatwave in a Heatwave. So, yeah, it's kind of a weird, you know, it's the anniversary of, not because we planned it, because, let's face it, we ain't that clever. Um but it's you know lined up perfectly, almost a week away from uh, the 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 exact date, and in the middle of a heat wave. So, what more could you ask for? Fans, fans, for fans and cool weather is what you could ask for. Fans and cool weather. So we are extremely right. We check out ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four hundred one with every pay per view and special in between. If you haven't checked out the archives, what are you doing? If this is your first show. Welcome, welcome. We re- relive the revolution that was extreme as we go back and check out ECW. Um, yeah, in 2021. So we started many moons ago. And it's been a it's been a wild journey, and we'll pick some of it up as we're talking about it. But it has been a wild journey all the way from you know Eastern and the the Super Destroyers and JT Smith and Glenn Osborne and and Tommy Cairo, all the way to to you know, heat wave 1999 and we spent forever kind of going, you know, we'll get there. And, and looking at this card, this is, you know, we're, we're there. This is, this is the stuff that we'd been dreaming about. This all is that obviously, time. We, we've seen like legends come and go. Obviously Sandman is currently off in WCW as is Raven. And um, yeah, we've seen a lot of people sort of come and go. Our snow's popped in and out. So it's, yeah. it's interesting to see, the movement of a lot of these sort of characters. So it's, it's really, really promising. But yeah, it is Heatwave 1999 um, from the 18th of July 1999. And um, it's a pretty action-packed show, really. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on. Most exciting is a AEW rumour mill with Brian and Punk. <laughs> CEM, Brian. CEM, I know. I've that in 22 years. I... Um, I yeah, and and you know, how do the pops react to um, John Cena turning up at Money in the Bank? Yeah, I know, crazy, right? The um, the super face pop will end within weeks as we get back to the the Cena sucks, but um, yeah, crowds are definitely a big part of a show, and crowds are a big part of this show. Really, it's one of those, you know, could you imagine ECW in a in a sort of social distancing COVID world where you couldn't have fans, how much of that affected the product? So it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? When you sort of think just balls getting thrown through flaming tables and empty, <laughs> empty buildings, I'm a kind of promo on a chair. It would have been riveting. Yeah, and you know, it would have happened. You know that he would still would have done the most ridiculous stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it's um, we we've got a, a, a good amount of stuff to talk about. I think we have. So the show starts off with a Taz promo on Tajiri. Tonight's the night. Tonight is the night you get torn apart. Basically, um, I, I found the build to this pay per view extremely strange. Uh, obviously, we spoke about it on last week's show. Basically, Taz. Is, Tajiri was sort of announced in the very last segment of the very last kind of build-up show. There was nothing in between them. It happened very quickly, as a lot of matches on this, as was the ECW style, I guess. But a lot of these matches were just announced on the last show. 
So, um, yeah, Taz obviously angered, came out, Tajiri sort of attacked him and it sort of escalated into he's got himself a world title match and about five days later. So, fair play to Tajiri. <laughs> but, um, he, has, he has, although will he get to keep the title if he wins? I guess we'll find out. Oh. But, um, yeah, so basically just a quick promo, type up the event, it works. We then get loads of promos from the ECW locker room hyping up the event, saying who would be the hottest star on Heat Wave. Dorian and Roadkill basically said they're the hottest team. Nova and Chetty say they're the hottest. Jason says he's the hottest. Um, the Dudleys pop up. I was very impressed with the Dudley boys promo. Uh, proves again they're the master of the tables. They said they won't be the hottest thing on Heat Wave. It'll be Balls Mahoney when he goes through the flaming table. Which was great. It was, wasn't it? It was... Um, it, again, it was just very much just a, a turn on everything and prove where they're at promo-wise. Just incredible. And Lance Storm appear. And I believe this is the first time they refer to themselves as the Impact players. I think so. So they have been referred to as the Impact players. We've been told yeah. that they refer to themselves as the Impact players. Um, but yeah, this is the first time I think that it's officially acknowledged that together they are known as the Impact players. So um, that's that's it's worth the pay per view in itself. Yeah, my opinion. Um, yeah, Jerry Lynn basically talks about it. He then opens the door, finishes the RVD, and Sabu sort of runs in and obviously shows the tension between all that before we get to the main event. So a good opening. You know, I don't mind sort of this. It sort of works. They're trying to be different, and I think it works. Yeah, so it was interesting to see them do kind of the pop fiction at the very beginning because they usually do that at the end of the shows. We've, we've been used to seeing them at the end. Um, I do think, you know, to your point about the Dudley standing out, um, because it was, you know, difficult. I, I think it went on for a little bit longer because it was difficult because everyone's just doing the same thing of like, I'm going to be the hottest. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the hottest star. So it was a little bit samey in it, but some of them really did stand out and kind of play through. RVD is always brilliant. Dudley boys are always brilliant. Impact players have found their their rhythm. Um, so yeah, really, really good stuff. And um, did do a good job of kind of hyping up and, and getting people ready for the card. And the crowd are crazy for it. So you know they were they were desperate to get going and getting started. It reminded me um, of a more updated version of the WWF. I used to do a Survivor Series. The Raw Rumble, where basically they do similar thing like I'm not win the Raw Rumble or I'm thankful for this at Survivor Series. It just sort of felt like that, but a more sort of edgy sort of version. But um, you know, show kicks off with Chetty and Nova versus Dorian and Roadkill. Dorian and Roadkill come out first. They're joined by Miss Geniality. Uh, we know is she Miss, Miss, is she Miss Congeniality or is she Angelina or Angelica? I thought it was this point, they, so did I, but they seem to be going backwards and forwards on it, which like which confused me. That's unlike them. It's almost like having no one with a name, and suddenly you find out what their name is when they introduce a pay per view, and, and and have a finisher the named after them. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, the future leader is there with Dorian and Roadkill. Dorian uh, basically grabs the mic beforehand and proposes to her. And she says, yes, he doesn't have a ring. So they open a condom and he uses that as a ring and we all rejoice. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's an interesting little uh, play, isn't it? And and you know, we get told again by by Joey Styles that you know, bearing in mind how prolific Danny Doring is with with rats up and down the road, um, for her to have uh, grabbed his heart, um, you know, she must be something very special. Yeah, and um, I didn't mind it. It was it was fitting with everything that's going on. So it's kind of like you know, it's 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 kind of funny in its sort of way. So I don't have a problem with it. Um, the match itself, I mean these these guys all have like pretty decent chemistry. Obviously, Chetty's coming into a character. I mean, he's very much just been he's been on screen. But he's never really sort of stood out or anything, so he's starting to get this um, arrogant sort of character, I guess. Yeah, Narcissist yeah. They, they in a way. tried to to give him some sort of character, and it's that he's he's Jason esque. Yeah, he basically just sort of um, yeah, sort of very much sort of um, loves himself and loves his face, and yeah, I mean it works. I mean it. There's a bit where he has a dance break. They basically have to match one and he chooses to have a dance break instead. And I think the real version of this was um, Ricky Martin living to be local, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember that from the um, VHS. But yeah, so they they, they had that. Nova and Chetty did pick up the win. I thought it was a solid open. It was it had enough sort of to get the crowds going. I mean, it didn't give away sort of mega stars in the first match like they'd done before, but it had recognisable sort of stars, um, ECW faithful, solid match, a good way to really sort of to get you pumped on the pay-per-view sort of opener. Yeah. So the thing that, that occurs to me while watching this, which which kind of made me smile, is one of the people in this ring is a future WWE Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. I was literally looking at Nova thinking, what? But then it clicked. No, this is very yeah. true. And that's that's the weirdness, isn't it? So, you know, the, the one who's the, you know, the ring rat on the side, blah, 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 goes yeah, on that... to be a future Hall of Famer. Um, and the rest, as as good and solid as they are, just just a very kind of strange thought that occurred to me. No, it's, it's a great point. And like I said, it's just sort of, yeah. I didn't think of it. It makes perfect sense. Sort of the, the butt of all the jokes and all that is obviously as long as the standout. Yeah. Sort of career, to, I guess. You could argue, go, well, I, I think it's not a difficult argument to make. Goes on to have the, the best career out of, of all of the people in the ring. Yeah, no, 100%. So the match happens, we get the highlights of um, the Taz to Jury from. New York, the confrontation he had, spoke about it a second ago. Um, yeah, came out, gave, Taz came out, gave Tajiri props. Tajiri then ended up attacking Taz and, uh, yeah, it led to this title match. Um, yeah, next up is a match that would have been an awful opener as it comes out to face, I guess, the lackey. But now we sort of obviously know him as Jazz. She has a name. Finally, and um, yeah, we get Jazz versus Jason again. Th- th- I didn't even realise this was a feud. 
No. So, I mean, like- we, we kind of saw them have a little bit of a set to. Um, but yeah, it- this, this, this is a, 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 a vicious feud now. Not not to fall apart like this. It was very much just like there was one sort of promo which led to an altercation and suddenly the, the pay-per-view sort of, I, I don't know, it just feels very... Yep. Jazz is an active wrestler up. and is is on the pay-per-view. Yeah, and there we are. Um, yes, Jazz finally has a name. Not really a lot to say about this apart from Jazz picks up the win. She's she's up and running. Very very strange her placement in ECW because she's um she's obviously a great worker, but there's just no division to really work with. So it'd be interesting to see how she sort of fits into all this. Yeah, um, you know we know she's going to do the 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 uh, the, the intergender style. Yeah. stuff um which is really interesting considering this is built up as like oh the, the 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 level of um whatever the embarrassment of being beaten by by jazz um i mean firstly we've seen jason beaten by all sorts of random former tv champions yeah um But yeah, it's 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 just really interesting that it's kind of like you know the worst thing that could have happened in his career is being beaten up by Jazz, and then she's going to go on kind of the intergender style match, and they're going to try and make her into a badass from it, which is you know, and, and she is so it's going to be weird. Yeah, no, um, totally. So, be, like I said, it's just like I said obviously I'm paid views in that, but the week to week, obviously I want to see how it's um, handled because I guess she sort of is off. By herself now. Next up, Super Crazy versus Guido. We've seen these guys wrestle or been in altercations multiple weeks now through tag team matches and triple threats and one on ones and all that. I don't mind them. Um, they have good matches. Their chemistry is obviously not as good as, say, Crazy and Tajiri. They have a different sort of style match together. I didn't mind it, but it wasn't a wasn't a show stealer for me. No, um, the 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 super crazy Tajiri um, style, yeah, that kind of uh, Mexican slash Japanese kind of style hybrid uh, for me works really really well. The Mexican yeah. um, map based catches catch can shooters stretcher style. Um, doesn't doesn't click as well for me. Um, you know they they still absolutely do everything they can, and it's not a bad match, but it it doesn't hold that kind of holy shit kind of moment for me that that the other one uh, does. So yes, yeah, it's, it's it's just um, it's, it's a decent enough match. Yeah, no. Um... Yeah, definitely. It was just sort of a solid match. Obviously, get the crowd going, um, decent pace and all that. But yeah, it just wasn't a standout for me. Uh, Crazy no. does pick up the win though, which is he's lost the last couple of times to Greedo, so it's good. But he's obviously picked up the victory here. Next up, we have the Dudley Boys 
versus Balls and Spike. Um, Daddy Boys come to the ring and before the match decide to cut what I'd say is an infamous promo on the crowds. I remember the first time seeing this, we were like jaws on the floor, blown away. Yeah. By um, I mean, there are levels, and to this there is no level. They just go wherever they want. And anyone in their sight, they absolutely rip apart. It's almost hard to do it justice, sort of quoting it. So all I can say is if you've never seen the Heat Wave 99 Dudley Boys promo, um, prepare yourself and you need to go watch this. This is it's just a different level of heat. Yeah, I mean it's it's um some of it's fairly cheap in regards to, you know, it's 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 insults um aimed at people in the crowd. Um but it is very much that kind of, you know, they're they're desperately trying to get people to kind of interact and react and riot and um you know the 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 they do the this match they raise this match up quite drastically i think oh yeah in these few minutes of of promo on the crowd because um spoilers for a 22 year old show but when balls and spike win you know i think that that pop is generated a lot by the fact that they are so happy to see these uh rude arrogant pricks yeah. get taken down uh so it enhances so much uh what's going on with it so yeah uh just just brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah and like i said i think the key line from it to me which i just thought was the bit where i just thought oh wow is um they're arguing with a guy in the front row and bubba just cuts off everyone and says well i don't think you understand but you won't come to us will come to you and then just proceeded to just jump out the ring and head towards this guy. And that's when you felt everything just be like, oh my God, they're going to end up getting a massive brawl. It's crazy. But um, And uh, yeah, so I mean, there's a woman who he already insulted who's kind of to the side um, and, yeah. and they get into a, like a bit a, a, a spit fight. Yeah. So she spits on him and he spits on her back and all the rest of it. And it is that kind of like, you just like... If you were working security on that, you would be sitting there kind of going, oh, God, I'm going to die. Because it is just it just escalates and escalates and escalates. Um, yeah, you, 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 you would breathe a very big sigh of relief, I would imagine, when they climb back in the ring. Oh, massively. Um, obviously, they have a normal sort of Gertner-style intro, which is always entertaining. Um, yes, his famous... Um, uh, Hollywood movies rundown. Um, one of one of the the more classic of his. Yeah, no. It's, um, like I said, obviously he's allowed to just completely let loose on these pay per views more than he does on the weekly TV. So. Again, oh yeah, I mean, I I, I I I meant to say, you know, just the. It's funny because we we saw the the promo that Taz and Carino cut on each other yeah. um, a little while ago and Taz gets heavily beeped to the point where I was joking last week about tinnitus from yeah. it um, and then you've got the Dudleys come out and I mean they're almost sponsored by the, the, the number of, of swear words that they, they have in um, they just go ape shit, and then uh, Joel Gertner picks up the same. So, you know, it's 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 the freedom of pay-per-view on for them um is one that they just 
uh, embrace. Good on the match himself. I really enjoyed this match. Obviously, we've seen combinations of the Dudley versus Bulls in the last couple of weeks on hardcore TV. But um, it's something about the pay per view. It just felt like it just absolutely yeah. went for it. I was totally engrossed with this. It was, it was insane. It gave me everything I wanted from it. Um, really, really super impressed with this. As you said, Bulls and Spike do pick up the win with um, a roll up, and they win the belts, which is. A shock, so it gets a great pop. Also dethroning the Dudleys. Before they're given a chance to celebrate, the Dudley boys attack them. Go for double flaming tables. Um, Spike goes through his flaming table. Bulls kind of misses his flaming table. So Bubba's fuming and putting more fiery liquid on the on the table, but he doesn't really... Well, he doesn't so much miss the table as Bubba doesn't get him up and just spikes him on his neck. And just ends up you know, he's he's rolled up in the corner and just is, you know, you, you don't know quite how his neck is after that because he, he came down all of the wrong ways. Um, so it is one of those kind of like that, you know, they're, they're kind of a little bit kind of hanging around and waiting to see what happens and all the rest of it. Almost as if they were waiting for someone to, to, to come out on cue and... and uh, pick up a, a, a spot that they were waiting for. Yeah, that person was um, returning New Jack. Obviously, he spoke about not seeing him for a while. Um, he's back. He does his usual, has his sort of like, sort of uh, weapons with him, beats up the Dudleys, and um, yeah, gets a, gets a monster pop. Obviously, it's kind of, it's hard to do it because it's overdubbed. But um, I remember his reaction coming out was, yeah. was pretty big. In the ghetto. So, uh, I don't know, awful. I didn't miss that music at all. Um, yes, yeah, so that goes. We then get Tommy Dreamers making his way to the ring with Francine. He basically talks a little bit of shit about King of the Ring and Bash of the Beach. More so completely slates WCW and tries to backtrack a little bit on WWE. Sort of saying, you know, not as bad as Bash of the Beach. Obviously, you can tell we're there. Favoritism like talks about how proud is ECW is going to be on TNN and how much it means and how they can be in 86 million homes. Good luck with that. Um, and 18 million in the hardcore country of Canada, yeah, which then gets booze and he's sort of like, Oh, we've got no problem with Canada, and it all just felt a bit like, What are we doing out here? Yeah, so I mean, um, let me start from the beginning on this. Um, we have hundreds of shows in our archives, wherever you are listening to this, where I talk about my absolute adoration for Francine. Yeah. Um, her and the franchise, when they got together, when that clicked, um, they just made each other so big and so much better and so incredible um and francine has spent the last however many three years i think it is two years working with the franchise at this point just at her you know sassy sexy best and you know we all know i love sassy so it's 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 just absolutely been just incredible to watch and she's now kind of gravitated to to tommy dreamer because they were in a 
match together once and they threw up the, the triple threat sign at one point. Um, so she's now kind of his valet by, by default. And she has nothing to do. There's no, no interaction between them. I mean, it, it, it's as if a stranger has walked down to the ring with him on a lot of these cases. There is, there is just nothing. He, he doesn't even seem to acknowledge that she's there. Um, he talks and paces. She stands in the corner. And, and that's it. And, you know, there's a, there's a conversation here about, you know, the, the, the shows, why you'd go onto a pay-per-view and talk about, you know, how you've paid to watch other people's pay-per-views. I'm not sure, but all right. Um, you're then kind of talking about the TNN deal, doing a really good job putting the TNN deal over. Um, they boo when you say about Canada. And, and your answer is, there's some very fine athletes in Canada. We've got no problem with Canada. Dude, the, the guy who's just apparently broken your back, which is what you're about to go on and talk about, has spent the last however long saying that he is better than everyone else because he is from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. So can you not understand why these fans that you love so much are booing Calgary, Alberta, Canada, because you've just made them the heel for however long. Yeah, no, that's, that's spot on. And then we get to his second announcement. And again, this is, this is for me the Francine bit in the sense of we've just seen a semi-teased, well, it was a teased, um, uh, retirement announcement with Francine in the ring. You know, the franchise did it. This is what brought the Impact players together. This is what brought Francine and Tommy Dreamer together. You know, the franchise did it. And the emotion that Francine had about, you know, him retiring and them playing off each other and the don't do it, you don't have to do it. And, you know, it's, no, it's all right, we have to do this kind of thing. That entire thing, which was brilliant, versus whatever this was, his voice cracks because he's got something to tell you and he's, he's, you know, please don't go. I'm not going anywhere. All right. Well, what are you telling us then? Um, I love you too. Um, and, and Francine's kind of motionless in the corner. There's no reaction. You know, if, if they've got this kind of longstanding, even if it's a longstanding respect based upon the fact that, you know, he was the one who's been given the franchise moniker by, by franchise Shane Douglas. And he's been here from day one and he's the one that's fought through and all the rest of it. Even if it's nothing but a begrudging respect, you'd think that there was a, would be a little bit of sadness from her in the sense that he's, he's going. Um, yeah. And there's nothing, there's no reaction at all from, from her. She's, you know, she feels like she's an in-ring interviewer who's missed her cue to get out of the ring. You know, she's, she's, she's Kayla. She's, you know, Charlie, she's, she's whoever is, is, you know, the interview in, in ring interviewers now. Um, and it just is such a shame. It's such a waste because she adds so much and, and you can see again, what she's capable of when they, when they get into it in a minute, but it just is, is yeah. One of them. It's just sort of plodding, isn't it? Really not doing... It is. 
So, um, yeah, after all this, it brings out Steve Carino. Um, he gets in the ring and basically announces that Tommy Dreamer is hurt. His back needs surgery and he can't wrestle anymore. He says that as the veteran, he should lay down and put him over. Carino, <sighs> Carino then proceeds to punch Dreamer, which Dreamer just absolutely horrendously no-sells. I'm not doing the job for you. I'm not putting you over. I'm not going to lay down and get you over. If you want to get over, you can get over the hard way by beating people like I've got over because I've done it with no one doing favors for me. I've had to earn every single thing. No one's just laid down and jobbed for me. Motherfucker, this is how wrestling works. Every single person you've beaten has been told to lay down (laughs) <laughs> and let you pin them. And I can say that because, brother, we're shooting. We're on the inside <laughs> terms again. And, you know, I'm not going to put you over and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, uh, uh, you, just, I mean, this this zigzagging through, this is real. This is all real. And we're really real. Except this bit is really, really real. So when he's talking, this is really, really real. Not compared to that last bit which was kind of real, but this bit is really real. It all just goes back to um, the Eastern days, isn't it, when Kevin Sullivan was in a shoot fight and he was trying to basically say, well, we can yeah. beat the crap out of each other anyway, so I don't know why what, what a shoot fight is. But at this point, it's a real fight compared to everything you've watched previously, which is, by definition of me saying that, not a real fight. Yeah. Um, so basically, these have been take shots. Then Dreamer then beats up Carino. Carino falls in the corner. The, um, the ref lays down. Francine hits a running Bronco Buster, um, which gets obviously the crowd going. Carino gets up and he's hit with a spinning DDT by Francine. Francine then pins Steve Carino, which brings out Tajiri, who makes short work of Tommy Dreamer and takes out Francine. Um, brings out the rest of the gang, which then brings out Taz. Which then takes us into Taz vs. Tajiri for the ECW world title. So, Francine as a face gets beaten up so very much and so very badly. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's taken total illumination. She's taken 3D. She's taken Tajiri kicks. She's taken, I mean, my God, cane shots, cane shots, cane shots, cane shots. Pile drivers, the lot. My God. Um, and this is no different. They, they, you know, kick the life out of Francine on this as well. Um, Tommy Dreamer is, is, you know, his back, God damn it, um, and he's put into the tarantula. It's the only time that the tarantula hasn't seemed like a complete waste of time because, yeah. you know, it's, it's the most bizarre submission move for four seconds in the world. Um, however, Tommy Dreamer sacrifices himself by holding on. So Taz, who needs no one's help in anything, can get a shot in on Tajiri. Um, now, if you can hold them on, then is that not just how you beat Tajiri? You wait for him to go to the tarantula, you hold it on. Uh, you only have to hold it on for another second. And, yeah, and he's disqualified because he's not broken. 
except it's ECW and no one gets disqualified for anything. So maybe that, in which case, why are you breaking it at five count? Anyway, so uh, yeah, Taz runs out and kicks him in the head because he's he's being held there prone. Which, um, you know, visually it's good, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, him coming out and, and, and you know, doing the, the big old boot was, was impressive. It's, again, it's... I, I don't know why Tommy Dreamer needs to be in this story. Well, that's what and he's got. As much as I love Francine and would love to have her in a somewhere in this card, I don't know why Francine is in this part of the story. No, I agree. Uh, what did you think of Taz versus Tajiri? I thought it was good. Um, it's it's everything I remember from it. Um, you know, they they do very well for for you know, what they're doing and, and how they're working. Um, it's a little bit um, more obviously choreographed than, than some of the others. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, I thought it was a, a solid enough match. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, um, obviously being whatever, obviously the hold up I had, ignoring the fact of when it was in nine results, there was no part of me that thought Tajiri was winning the world title here. No. You know, and it's not about obviously knowing the results and all this. I just don't think he's he's been positioned. I mean, he had a new look for a week. He's lost for the last two weeks. So now it's almost just like overnight, he's grown a beard, he's got trunk, so he's a, a threat to the world champion. Yeah, to the point where, you know, the, the world champions calling him out and saying, you know, we I respect you, brother, and anytime you want a match, then you can have it. Because let's face it, I don't have anyone else to wrestle on this card, and that's part of the problem. Is is you know there is no one who has been built to be a threat. But so did. whoever you put him in, it's going to feel like a mismatch. But they could have built, um, could have easily built Rhino for this. Rhino yeah. could have come out, attacked him for two weeks, taken him out. Carino could have constantly kept going, I've got the Taz killer, I've got the Taz killer. Could have taken him out two weeks in a row and it could have led to this unknown guy in his first match against Taz with Carino cheering him on. Yeah, I mean, as, as we've said previously on the show, um, you don't need to wrap up RVD, Jerry Lynn, Just Incredible, Sabu, and uh, Lance Storm all in the same match. You could that's three matches that you could have got out of that. You could have done the RVD Jerry Lynn rematch. You could have done the payoff of Sabu versus Just Incredible, and you could have had um, Lance Storm leveraging the fact that he's you know just retired to the hardcore icon. Yeah, um, and he's the best pure athlete there is in ECW uh, to go against Taz. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was strange. That being said, uh, the transition of Tajiri doing his high kicks and getting caught into a Tazplex is a fucking thing of beauty as a spot. It is. I mean, the, the, the actual spots, I mean, sort of the end of the match where sort of Tajiri sort of goes to the head kick to Taz and Taz just catches him into a Tazplex and suplexes him to a table. I could have done, I, I've watched this match a number of times. The thing that occurred to me this time is I could have done without Taz goading him on at that point, I think. 
Yeah. I think if it didn't look, if it was, Taz caught him and just caught him and, and you know, suplexed him, I think that would have worked better than Tajiri's a fool who got caught out. Yeah, no, literally what hit him with a few and sort of almost stumbled him, then sort of went in and got caught. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Or just, just, just out and out, you know, Taz had him scouted. Yeah, no. He was, he was he was waiting. He knew it was he knew that was going to be his move. He knew, you know, how it's been working. He's only had a few days to work on it, but that's what he's been working on. Traz has him scouted uh, and caught him. You know, those those shooter instincts, that judo instinct managed to, to grab hold and, and go from there. Um Yeah, no, I like it. But, but um you know, I know that's a, a small it is, and Taz did pick up the win, retains the world title and marches on. Uh, main event, the Impact players, just incredible, Lance Storm with Dawn Marie versus RVD and Jerry Lynn. Um, there's sort of a lot that happens, but not a lot happens in this match. I, I tried to, I only thought like near the end, but did um, just incredible and RVD actually share the ring together? Or did RVD only... Not that I can think of. Or did RVD only work with Lance Storm? I think he may have only done it. I can't think of a, a spot between them. Yeah, because I, I think that's the story, isn't it? Obviously, Just Incredible wants the world title, uh, the TV title, but Just Incredible is avoiding RVD. I think that's, it almost feels mm. like that's, that's where they're building, I guess. Um, yeah, for some reason, it all gets sort of lost in the shuffle and doesn't really happen, this feud that I recall. But um, yeah. yeah, it felt like they were they were kept apart, which is sort of good sort of storytelling. Because the whole Justin Cody wants nothing to do with him, but sort of wants to to fight him. The match itself is fine. You've got four world-class performers here, literally the best at what they're doing. So absolutely no issue with it. Um, obviously, you've got the backstory of, Lynn team with RVD because he knows what he's capable of, but actually hating RVD all at the same time. So that works. Uh, Lynn and RVD did pick up the win. I can sort of allow it because I guess they're a super team. So it's not just like they're defeating the And, and you've had Sabu get involved as well. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, so. It, technically it's three on, on two. Um I mean, it's three on two in in the the the, the faces, oh, yeah. four on two if you count Fonzie. Um, but all right, you know, that's 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 paying off kind of the the silliness. Um, that's it. So I did I didn't mind it, but it's a fun match. Yeah, I, I I mean I thought it was a good match. It's 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 you know it's incredibly technically proficient. The spots in it are amazing, as you'd expect from all four. Um, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's an incredibly entertaining match to watch. Definitely, and I think worthy of being the main event as well. I agree. I agree. Um, I if if there was a Taz match that had been built, then maybe I would have been in position to argue otherwise. But yeah, uh, there wasn't, and and a very very cold. And, and, you know, a good match, but a cold um, Taz versus Tajiri on top of this would have, would have. Yeah, this would have been a rough match, rough match to follow. Yeah. 
especially if that's the match. You know, I don't think, yeah, respectfully, it, I don't think Taz versus Tajiri could at that point no. have got I mean, above this. No, the only way they could have done it if they'd literally switched it. So they did this match, then did the Dreamer promo, and then did the whole sort of charade that did happen. But um, even that, it still would have been, I think, a struggle. Um, after the match, RVD is sort of celebrating. Sabu pushes RVD. Um, RVD then goes into Jerry Lynn while Jerry Lynn's not looking. They turn around. They start brawling and Sabu gets them done. It's almost set up a freeway dance, really. Yeah. And, and you know, who, who could have guessed that the, the volatile teams can't get along? <laughs> so you get the, um, yeah, the freeway dance. It's like it's getting led in. Before we get to your match of the week, what did you think of this show? Um, overall, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think it held up from from what I remember. It's one of the more memorable from um, the initial run of it. Um, I, I, I think that there's some very good matches on there. Um, I think there's some very good promos on there. As you said, you know, if you're only going to want to watch one thing, possibly the, the um, Dudley boys riling up the crowd is, is probably the one to watch. Um, but no, I think, I think it was really good. Just, just, Fast forward to the, the Tommy Dreamer promo. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's no hidden the fact I'm a massive Carino fan and especially love what he becomes. He's got a match with um, coming out of retirement. He's got another match with um, Colby Carino coming out. I saw that. I saw that. That's, that's going to be um, cool. Which is cool that he, he's looking to finish it off with that. Brian Myers' uh, dream match as well is Steve Carino. He's the, he's the one who's um, he's not got to work yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Carino's great. I mean, I'd love to see Carino have a match at NXT or a takeover just because I think he deserves that one match in the Fed. Yeah. Yeah, his, his promos could elevate that product. Even with um, Adam Cole, anyone, it doesn't matter. It could still, it could still be so good. No, I mean, well, for me, obviously, if, if he gets one more match, I want it to be with uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah, because the stuff yeah. him and, and him as and Steen did in um, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor was you know with scum and, and stuff like that was just um, it was a brutal match. It was an amazing story. And it was a brutal match. Um, that was the one where um, he came out with the beanie on. They ripped the beanie off. He dyed his hair blonde again. He, he redyed. Yeah, as such again, it was like it's almost like the, the Cactus Jack taking off the. Um, man can't take off the mask kind of thing it's such a nothing thing but I want to say death before dishonor but I can't remember if it's that or final battle I think final like a, battle were like the final battle match yeah I'm trying to remember because um, final battle was I think it was 2011 and 2012 were the Steen El Generico ladder matches yeah um it was final battle. I'm sure we we um we did mention it many moons ago on Instagram. I did. It is. It was. It was final battle 2011. There you go. Um, just. I mean, you know, the, there is a run of I think it's three final battles of Kevin Steen. As I said, it's the um uh two with Generico and then with uh, Carino, and they're just all just breathtaking. 
Yeah, no, massively. Um... I feel we've diverted slightly. We have diverted, um, but it's great all the same. I mean, yes, yeah. and my match of the evening is Kevin Steen, but no. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I'm a little bit torn on this one because I think there's two matches for me that, for ever so slightly different reasons, are worth consideration. Um, and they're uh, the Dudleys versus Balls and Spike, which is far better than it has any right to be. Um, yeah. And I think part of that is also just elevated, as I said, by by their promo at the beginning and, and the stuff like that. I think that all just kind of adds to the spectacle of the match. Um, and then um, on a on a technical and enjoyable standpoint, then you know the Impact players versus. Um, uh, RVD and and Jerry Lynn yeah, yeah. is it lives up to the billing. It lives up to all the hype. Lives up to everything you think it was going to be. Um, so I'm probably going to go with um, what I know is your pick as well, which is the Dudleys versus um, Balls and and Spike, just because. Um, a, it's fantastic, as I've just said. But B, it's, it just, you know, I feel that, you know, some version of Credible, Storm, RVD, and Lynn are always my top matches because they're, they're sodding brilliant. Um, so just to kind of give the nod to someone else for a change. And I'm sure they'll, you know, appreciate that. I know they're multi time tag team champions, but this is the real stuff that counts. It's another little. Um... Sure, they'll print it off and and put it in the trophy cabinet. But no, I I, I do agree. You know, obviously, I'd, I'd love to say uh, Taz versus Tajiri, but it just didn't tick all the boxes. Uh, obviously, the main event was a bit of a masterclass. But I just I just think, yeah, the tag team title match just epitomised ECW. It was just crazy. It was wild and um, definitely worth checking out. Promo included, just to create the whole sort of situation. If you haven't seen it. Um, for those on social media at underscore sports arena is where it is all happening again. Thank you for people liking, subscribing, sharing, commenting. Um, we're throwing out obviously random bits about booking people in ECW, which is always good. I mean, obviously, this week we, we spoke briefly about um Gary Albright. Do you think he would have worked in ECW in 97 98? A lot of people's like, Yeah, him against RBD, him against Taz would have been amazing. Yeah. We've got a couple of more of them. In our locker that we'll be dropping on social media. Also, keep tagging us in anything ECW. Obviously, we're always searching the hashtag. So, if you're talking ECW, there's a good chance we'll get involved. We'd love to relive the revolution, as we say, and continue it. So, yeah, at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter or Instagram. That is all for me. Thank you very much for listening. And um, I think Jay's just got one more thing to say. I do. And all I have to say is like Mr. Pay-Per-View himself, that was the whole fucking show.